Welcome to School Biz Chat with Kim Cranston, OASBO Executive Director. Each episode of this podcast is dedicated to discussing events and issues that affect the people who are in the business of supporting students. Now, let's take a few minutes to see what's going on in the school business world. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of School Biz Chat. I'm particularly excited to have today's guest with us. It is Dr. John Turner from Missouri State University. John is an associate professor in the Department of Counseling, Leadership, and Special Education. But John and I learned, I guess a couple of years ago, that even though he and I had never really met in person, I don't know how we avoided it because we have traveled in the same circles. We have so many mutual friends. So I consider John to be one of my friends, even though we've never really met or done anything together. We've spent time together online and in Zoom meetings and different venues. But John also has a great soft spot and affection for rural schools. And I'll let him tell a little bit about his background. And then we're going to get into our topic of four-day school week. So, John, welcome. Tell us a little bit about you. You bet, Kevin. Like you, I have a background as a speech and debate teacher. That was my background and then a school administrator. And so my career, I had 25 years in the public schools of Missouri, and most of that was spent as an administrator, either a building principal or in the central office, in a central office type position. And then after 25 years, I took the early retirement route and I retired from the public schools on June the 30th and started at Missouri State on July the 1st of that year. And now I've been at Missouri State for eight years. And so that's my background. And so I'm down here in Springfield and my research agenda is obviously the four-day school week, which we're going to talk about today. So having said that, I joke that you've earned, assumed, been given the title, I don't know what the verb is, of the four-day school week guy. So tell us how all of that happened. What piqued your interest in that particular topic, and how have you become Missouri's resident expert? Kim, I tell you what, it was surely not, I would love to say it was part of a great plan, but it was not. When I came to the university, they said, would you like to go on a 10-year track? And I said, yes. And they said, well, then you need to adopt a research agenda and do publications and research on a particular area. And so at that time, when I retired, again, this is only eight years ago now, Kim, there were only 25 four-day school week districts in the state of Missouri. And as you said, I have a passion for rural education. I serve on the mayor board of directors. And I've always been a strong advocate for small rural schools. And those 25 districts were small rural schools. And, it, and again, it just seemed like a natural fit for me to explore it and to figure it out. And I wanna make it clear, I don't take sides on it. I know people think, and again, I have people do, in fact, just this morning, hate to be a name dropper, but just this morning, ABC Australia sent a crew from Washington, D.C. to Springfield, Missouri, to interview me on the reporter said, we hear you're the four-day school week guy. And I don't want anybody to think that I'm putting my thumb on the scale on either side. I really do take this as a research agenda. I come into it with an open mind. And I think the reason I got the name is early in my research as we were completing surveys and doing we were lucky to get some grant money to do some surveys in those early adopter districts and pushing out some publications but as the number began to grow i said you know what we can't just do this by surveys setting in springfield mailing out surveys and getting results back and drawing conclusions 
I need to get on the road. And so I think the way that happened is at that time, when I finally hit the road, we had 61 four-day school week districts in the state of Missouri, and I visited 60 of them. I got in the truck, drove over 4,000 miles in a year, and went to 60 of the 61, just hearing what people were saying, parents, teachers, school administrators, school board members, and those 60 of the 61. And I think it grew organically out of that. As the numbers began to expand, people would call these current four-day school week districts, asking them questions and things like that. And they'd say, I only know of one person that's been to all of them called John Turner. And again, it's different from district to district. And so I think it, the reason I got to be known as the four-day school week guy is just because I had been at all those sites and I knew how it was different and could see that local perspective that people often miss. So first of all, I have to just say from ABC in Australia to the Moasbo podcast, talk about the broad spectrum. So we're excited that you were able to fit us into your busy media schedule. But then I do think because I don't know anyone else who has dedicated as much time, energy, and effort to this topic. So you say it grew organically, but you have certainly expended a vast amount of your personal resources, and by that I do mean your time, energy, money, to researching all of this. And so I really don't know anyone else who would have the type of knowledge and information that you have, and it is personal because you did visit 60 of those 61 school districts. So whether it was intentional or not, you have certainly earned that title to be known as the four days <laughs> guy. So having said that, you shared some numbers that when you started, it was a relatively small number of 25. Then we went to 61. How many school districts currently, as of the start of the year in 2023, have a four day school week? Currently, my count is 146, so that's a little over 26% of the public non-charters in the state of Missouri. But I want to say that with a caveat, Kim, and since we're talking to business officials, they understand what I'm talking about here, is Missouri has been loosey-goosey on how they define the four-day week, okay? And as part of my research agenda early on, I said, for you to be considered a four-day week in my research, you've got to be a four-day week every week. So we have a number, a good number of school districts that are four days most weeks, <laughs> and, right. uh, but they're not every week. And so I, they have all, so when I talk about 146, I'm talking about ones that are four day week every week with the exception of things like snow makeup days. Okay, then I don't get into that. But I'm talking about that original calendar has to be a four day week. But Desi has never really defined what a four-day week is. And we went a number of years there where you didn't even have to report it. In fact, that's another reason I think I became the four-day week guy is because Desi officials would contact me and say, John, what are the numbers up to? <laughs> because they didn't collect that data. And now all they do is there's a checkbox. I can't remember what screen number it is on core data, but there's a checkbox on score data, core data. And you say, yeah, we're a four-day week. But if you're a district that's got a hybrid type of calendar, you may have a few days there to five days, you can choose not to check the box. So I know that's a really long answer, but when I talk about 146, 28% of our public schools in Missouri, let me tell you what, there are more if you look at those that are in the four-day week most of the time. But again, I've always excluded them as part of my research. Gotcha. And I appreciate the clarification and the definition of terms, because that's really important that everyone understands what has been identified in your definition of a four-day school week. So thank you for that. 
So John, why are these districts going to this type of schedule for their students and parents? Is there a prevailing theme that you're seeing in these choices? Yeah, to go through it quickly, and you know, those early adopters, relatively few, the first one was Lathrop up in Northwest Missouri, and they're on their 13th year now on the four-day week. Those early adopters like Lathrop, money was always part of the game. And these are small rural school districts. And by implementing the four-day week, they could chop off one day of transportation. In theory, it wouldn't always play out that way, but in theory, you could save 20% on diesel fuel on running those buses a day. And some of those early adopters cut non-certified staff down to 32 hours a week rather than 40, and they're going to save a little bit there. But now the money was never big savings, but if you're in a small rural school, you may save enough to save a teacher's salary. It is that it, right, They were not right. huge numbers, but that was the first wave is that there were a number of those that were trying to, to either maybe save a little money to boost salaries a little bit or save a teaching position. And so by going to the four day, they could save it. So that's the first generation. Then you get the second generation that are the keeping up with the Joneses group, I'd call it. You have these districts around the state, maybe 17, 25 in that time period, and that they would see that, hey, this district next to us, all of a sudden, when we need a bus driver, that bus driver's going over there to the four-day week rather than coming to us, or that teacher's going over there instead of coming to us, and our salaries may be almost comparable. But again, those neighboring districts or those early adopters of the four-day week, they immediately said, hey, we're losing applicants to neighboring districts and sometimes even losing teachers that they currently have the district to neighboring districts four-day week. So that's the second wave. Now, Kim, this latest wave that I would say starts about the year before the pandemic and has continued on since then, almost exclusively the only conversation I hear is about the recruitment and retention of high-quality teachers. And I shouldn't say just teachers, I should say any school personnel, is that about a year before the pandemic was coming out, 2019, early 20, there was already, I think some of us forget that the job market was already getting pretty tight before the pandemic struck. And so you were hearing people talking about that. And definitely since the pandemic and this early or this late avalanche that we've had here recently with the large number switching over, almost all the conversations I have, the first thing they talk about is recruiting and retaining high quality teachers. Then they talk about the added additional professional development time and collaboration time that they have. And they feel like it's much more professional as far as targeting interventions and things and having that extra PD time on the fifth day. And then money typically comes in as a, a, a very far back third. But again, it, that has transitioned over the years of the 13 years it's been possible in Missouri. It's just amazing to me when you were talking about the school district that had been doing it for 13 years, because I remember when a school district that I know you're familiar with down in the area where I have my roots, Stockton, I can remember it's been several years since they made that switch. And I was at the time, I was a little surprised. But then that movement gained momentum, as you're saying, for a variety of reasons. And now the research I see does indicate given the shortage, not only of teachers, but of support staff, this really is one way districts are working, fighting, trying to recruit and retain staff. And this seems to be very appealing to people. You know, it's funny that you'd mentioned that. I remember back when I visited Stockton and Shannon Snow was a superintendent at the time. Shannon's yeah. retired now, but at the time, but I remember she said, John, stop talking about the four-day week because she said, every time we talk about this and we get more schools to add, my application stat gets shorter. Is that when Stockton yeah. first did it, 
they were getting a lot of applicants, but then if you looked around all the neighboring school districts around them, Miller and Everton, by the way, was before Stockton, but again, all those neighboring school districts adopted it and then it pushed it all out. I think what it plays out in reality is that people often ask me, okay, so these newest ones that are implementing the four-day week, they're not talking about money as much as they used to, but some of it, Kim, is okay, if we do this, it might give us a little more wiggle room financially to boost people. One thing I think that is sometimes off of people's radars in larger school districts, I'll just use, I, I live in Christian County here, just south of Springfield in Christian County. Within Christian County, and I'm not being mean to any school district, but you've got Nixa and Ozark and their salary scale. Nixa and Ozark are wealthy school districts that have a good tax base to be able to support good teacher salaries. And within the same county, and again, I'm not picking on Billings, but Billings is in Christian County and it's a small rural town that does not have the tax base that Nixa and Ozark does. So I think what people miss is that Nixa and Ozark are 14 miles away from Billings. But if you're a mid-career or a late career teacher with the same number of credit hours and things like that, your salary difference from Billings to Ozark and Nixa, and again, it's only 14 miles away, the salary difference for those mid and late career teachers can be fifteen dollars and $20,000, okay? Yes, now, yes. it doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize, I've mentioned three Christian County school districts, Ozark, Nixa, and Billings, which one went to the four-day week? Billings, is that, they're, again, they're looking for ways to say, I can't compete with especially those mid and late career salaries and those larger, wealthier suburban districts and so what other tools do I have in my toolbox? And it just seems that the four-day school week has been popular and successful. So John, and I respect, I do see you as being very neutral. You are looking at all the data, but from your vantage point, is this a small rural school issue? I know we had a district up outside of Kansas City who recently <laughs> adopted the four-day work week and they're the largest district. But do you see this as based on what you've seen and maybe in looking at other states, does it primarily affect, impact small rural school districts? Or have you seen it where some of the larger districts and maybe some more of the suburban school districts have gone to this schedule, maybe in, like I said, in other states? Yeah, and again, remember Kim, every state west of the Mississippi can have has a four-day school week district. It's an option. And again, if you look at states like Colorado, more than half of the school districts in Colorado are on the four-day week. So it's not that unusual. Okay. It seems a curiosity here in Missouri, but nationwide it's not. But let me talk about those your particular point there about the scale. In Missouri, and again, this was leading probably up to about 2018, I was thinking this is always gonna be a small rural school issue because I wasn't hearing the urgency in wealthier suburban and urban school districts. I wasn't hearing the urgency on the teacher shortage that I was always hearing in rural schools. And, and again, my passion is with rural schools. But let me tell you what, since about 2019 and definitely since the outbreak of the pandemic, the fallout of the pandemic, now it's on everyone's radar. And as you mentioned, my phone has been very busy here recently because of the 146 districts we have right now, only two of them have enrollment more than 3,000. So that would be Warren County Schools at Warrington, and then Marshfield, that which is just west of St. Louis, and then down here in Marshfield in Southwest Missouri, both have over 3,000 students. All the rest are smaller than But of course, the big hitter is that back in November, the independent school district in suburban Kansas City area up there, 
with over 14,000 students adopted the four-day week moving forward. And my phone has rang nonstop since then. And by the way, I think Dale Hurl, the superintendent of independence, his phone's rung nonstop since then because it really is a game changer. In fact, that's probably what brought the people from Australia to my office this morning is that when it was a small, it's funny how this has played out. When it was small, rural People in Jefferson City didn't pay that much attention. Yeah, we got some pushback every once in a while, and they would turn their nose up like they didn't like the smell of the four-day school week. But I tell you what, once those larger districts start doing it, and I would include Marshfield on that, and I'd include Warren County on that, and I would definitely include Independence on that with their size starting next year. Now, all of a sudden, it's a topic in Jefferson City. Now, it's all of a sudden a topic at Desi. And I suspect it's, again, I'm moving forward, if you're asking me to predict, is that if unless something changes on the legislative end, I do think it's going to grow to larger districts until they can figure out a solution to this teacher, and not even just teachers, but bus driver, custodian, paraeducators, the whole group, until we can figure out how we can compete. But just today, we're talking, Kim, on February the 3rd, just today, the new data was released by the Department of Labor that the unemployment rate in the United States is the lowest it's been since 1969. Okay, now you think about where you were in 1969. I think about where I was at 1969. Yeah. That's a long time ago. And if our unemployment rate is the lowest, let me tell you, schools just can't do business the way we always did when it comes to recruiting and retaining employees into our schools. Absolutely. You brought up something that I was going to ask you about and lead into our next topic because I recently had a superintendent say to me what you just said. As long as it was the small rural schools, nobody in Jeff City was really paying attention, particularly after independence. And now that it's becoming more of a topic, just maybe there are some other districts are just talking about it, looking at it. Suddenly, there is some interest in Jeff City, to which you alluded. So let's just throw that in the mix. Now we've got politics involved. Anything else you want to say about that? Because I, my understanding is there's a lot of conversation in the halls of the Capitol around four-day school week this year. Yeah, it's, it's a busy week this week. And let me just tell I'm not putting Dr. Van Dieven, our commissioner, in, in this pool as the political pool, but let me just say it's been on Dr. Van Dieven's re radar for some time, even before the pandemic, even when I was doing my early research, and I'm like many people that listen to this podcast, we've known Margie Van Dieven for a long time, long before she was commissioner, and we have had conversations about this sometime, and I don't think I'm telling any secrets that Dr. Van Dieven has not been comfortable with the four-day week, even before we saw this huge explosion here recently and even before independence adopted it. So I don't want to think, say it was completely off the radar. And right. again, I don't want to speak for Dr. Van Dieven, but I know at meetings all across the state when she talks about the four-day week, one of her common things that she talks about is that if everybody does it, there's going to be no competitive advantage to anybody. And her vision was, is again, as every district goes the four-day week, it's not going to be a great tool for you to get people into your district to recruit them. And that's been one of her initial ones. And again, as many people will know that listen to this at the state board, the last state board meeting, it was part of the discussion of the state board meeting about, hey, they, maybe now we need to investigate the four-day school week. Now, they never, let's just say, we've, we're on our 13th year, and Desi has never done a research study on this, and it's of a coincidence that this happens shortly after independence approves it. But again, well, we're supposed to be timing having... Timing is everything. Timing's interesting. So, but again, when the state board talks about it, Dr. Van Dieven is talking about it. But now the change that we've had this week, 
is, uh, as some people will know, is that Senator Beck has made a, a proposed amendment to Senate Bill 4 that specifically would not make it an option to be on the four-day week. So it would, and again, the details of that, it's still in the proposal stage. It's just an amendment being proposed to a bill. And apparently after it was offered this week that the committee stopped consideration of Senate Bill 4, I think allow people to shake the political tree and see what's going on. But again, the point here, Kim, is that again, when it was small rural schools, and I think everybody, and I'm trying to be fair about this, everybody knows small rural schools struggle. Their tax bases are smaller. In many cases, their enrollment is going down just because nothing to do with the school. It's just the way the economy works now. And so these rural areas of the state are struggling to keep kids and their tax base is going down. And so their salary scale is jeopardized under our current formula and the way we fund schools. And so I think people have always understood, give the rural schools an opportunity to try to be competitive. They can't be competitive on salaries, but if they can figure out a way to effectively implement the four-day week and it doesn't completely destroy test scores, then let the rural schools go through and do that. But now, <laughs> with these larger districts looking at it and like independents, and I don't think, I mean, I'm not going to speak for Dale Hurl, Superintendent of Independence, but I think he knows some other districts around the Kansas City area now that he's done it that are also at least thinking, how do we follow independence decisions here? Because obviously that's going to change that market up there in that Kansas City area for positions. If you've got Dale Hurl at Independence with a comparable salary scale, but he's also on the four-day week, what does that do for applications and retention? And it will be interesting to see how that plays out. It sure will. John, thank you so much very much for your time and for sharing this information with us. And this will certainly be a topic that we will continue to follow and see where it goes in the upcoming months and years. And to everyone, thank you for tuning in to this edition of School Biz Chat. If you enjoyed this new episode, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please share this episode with others who may be interested in this topic. Until the next time, Take care and thanks for all you do to keep students at the heart of school business. We'll be chatting. This has been School Biz Chat with Kim Cranston. New episodes are released on the second and fourth Fridays of each month. If you have topics you'd like to be covered in the future, send Kim an email at kcranston at moasbo.org.